Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. 10, 15 years ago, won't buy much of anything here today. And why the millennial generation is starting to give up because they can't afford to get a, a, a good job or own a house. A million Venezuelans voting uh, for this assembly saying it's actually less than three. It is. And people are going to start rioting in the streets. Was reported to have asked Putin for military support that would help him stay in power. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. And they ignore him. Eight more years goes by till Bernie himself finally admits to his sons, hey, I've been running a Ponzi scheme. Does its dominance mean it can use the alliance for its own ends? Since 1981, bond yields, also known as coupon rates, have just gone down and down and down. Federal Reserve note will be your biggest financial liability. RTD Live Talk, we're live. It is Wednesday, the second day of the month of October, and I want to apologize for getting started somewhat late, and also having not done a report or a live stream last two evenings. Schedule's been kind of a little bit sketchy, but we are live here. And so unfortunately, um, not starting off on a good note this month as far as uh, a lot of red and a lot of problematic uh, situations out there in the markets uh, and just the overall global economy. And so I, I was digging behind the scenes, trying to find a couple good articles to point out uh, the whole idea of this month. Not really looking too strong at this current point. And so at any minute, things can really go belly up and therefore... Um, the whole economic expansion that uh, the Federal Reserve would like to believe that's underway can come to a halt or to a standstill or a collapse. So got a lot of good articles I want to highlight. Um, a lot of it, a couple of them to do with pensions. We got the automotive sector, you name it. But uh, this rest of this month, not too much good news in my opinion, uh, apart from the news you make for yourself. But with that being the case, I want to welcome everybody in. As always, if we have any new viewers, Feel free to let me know where you're watching from in the chat, and I'll definitely acknowledge your presence there. And then there's a number, 313-462-0027, if you want to share any thoughts on the subject tonight or if there's any other news that I may not be able to get to because, unfortunately, I won't be able to cover every single thing, just the things that came across uh, uh, my attention worthy of mentioning. So with that being the case, welcome to the live stream. So let me see who's watching, who's tuning in thus far. We got Spear King, we got Excalibur, we got Scott, we got Banger Committee. Says good evening. We got Joel uh, Soup Ganya in the house. What's up, my friend? Uh, we got Big Mo, we got GC, we got Pad, we got Death by Debt, Boots on the Ground. We got uh, GC, Tony Blaylock, we got Scott. All right, so we got a nice amount of people in here today. Got a fellow Detroiter in the building. Appreciate you for tuning in. And so, October, second month into, uh, second day into the month. And today was very interesting. Um, woke up this morning and got tuned into what was going on. And then somebody hit me up and said, hey, man, you check out the markets today. I'm like, uh, no, I haven't. Not really, you know, too keen to find out what's going on. Assuming it wasn't good. And then I, sure enough, I turned it on and 
I think at that point it was almost like like five ninety nine or six hundred points. Uh, the Dow was down. I'm thinking like, man, this is shaping out to be a real roughy rough month. But yet I mentioned that you know back in August September of what to kind of expect. So no surprise really if you are part of the one percent of people is informed to the true uh, situation happening. So that being the case, I'm on actually I want to check out the the futures market. So as I look at, let me see here. Let me see. So just looking at the futures, uh, let me see for tomorrow. Looks like, no, that's today. Trying to figure out where we at. Uh, let me see today. Uh, uh, let me see major indices. So I'll get to those in a minute. What kind of want to get an idea of what tomorrow morning will look like. And thus far, I can't bring nothing up. So we move on. Both that been the case. Uh, definitely a lot of things going on. So I want to get right into some articles. And so as always, if you guys have anything you want to share, feel free to do so. Death by Debt, Lincoln Park. But I survived Detroit. <laughs> All right, so let me go right into the articles, man. And so uh, let me see. I just re- reached out and grabbed a couple things that I thought was worthy of mentioning. And so here's something that, uh, once again, you got the mainstream news telling us that U.S. manufacturers experienced worst month since 2007 and 2009 Great Recession. I am ISM finds. And so, yeah, that's uh, something worthy of mentioning because manufacturing slowdown, it's hard to hide those numbers. And so apart from a lot of the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, employment numbers, we got, um, what else? A lot of different numbers that the powers that be can, can, can really manipulate. But it's really kind of hard to manipulate these numbers that show true um, industry, manufacturer or lack thereof, and consumption. And so... This article here, once again, you got the word recession in it, you know, talking about we haven't had this type of number since that time frame. And so here's an interesting little visual aid here that I want to share and also highlight the, you know, two indicators out of this little graph here. It says uh, whenever it's above 50, it's typically an expansion. But when it drops below 50, watch out because there's problems. And so as of now, 47.5 inches around our territory. And so one thing that's notable, and let me see if I can pull up, I actually shared a, um, let me go, I'll, I'll actually share something with you that is a really good indicator. And so it's uh, a visual aid that I showed on my Twitter account that I uh, showed this in the last, yeah, here we go. So here's uh, that same visual aid there, but with some additional stuff on top of it. And so as you guys can see here, same visual aid, but yet when you add a couple things on top of it, it gives a better description of how bad things really are. And so the green circles, I mean, zoom in some, the green circles give you an idea of the history over the last uh, 2013, 2016. Um, we both had, you know, manufacturing was down. Okay, no big deal. But the only difference is this time this down there's an inverted yield curve as well. So those are also another, that's another indicator that people tend to pay attention to that really paint the picture of the true state of the economy. So not only do we have ISM numbers crashing, but also we got the yield curve inversion around the same time frame. And this event here hasn't happened <laughs> since the great financial crisis of 10 years ago. So you just, it's just more of the stuff you can add on top of that to really give you an idea of how bad things really are. So, that number, so this little here just gives you an idea of what's going on currently. But once again, they won't tell you uh, the true story of how there's more than just this indicator here that predicts what's going on. And then, of course, we got President Trump. And for those that don't follow President Trump on Twitter, 
I, I definitely think you need to because as this impeachment procedures unfold, he's going to become more active than ever and very vocal. And today, for the very first time, um, I, 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 let me see, I didn't share it, but the president was, was basically cursing on Twitter, <laughs> calling all this impeachment stuff BS. And he, you know, flat out said it in a tweet, all capital letters. And I was thinking like, wow, that's the first time the president of the United States publicly as a leader of this country, as a person that leads this country, actually cussed outright intentionally. It wasn't no accidental microphones on. He was flat out called all this impeachment stuff bull crap. And so here's a little comment here in reference to this number. It says, as I predicted, Jay Powell and Federal Reserve have allowed the dollar to get so strong, especially relative to all the other currencies, that our manufacturers are being negatively impacted. Fed rate too high. They are their own worst enemies. They don't have a clue. And so what this is basically saying is this, if the dollar is so strong, he wants a weaker currency in competition with other currencies. What about the individuals that save dollars? How about the, uh, the additional expenditures that people will have to come out of as inflation really begins to pick up because of his request for a lower uh, currency in reference to purchasing power? So, um, yeah, this is just stuff going on here. So the, our president speaks about it, having a great economy, concerned about our companies, but never mind the citizens that hold the actual currency unit. So interesting there. And so definitely more information there if you guys want to find out about it. But here's another one. So at the end of this month, we got the FOMC meeting on the 29th of this month here. And this article here says Fed rate cut in October seen as more likely after weak ISM report. So. If we thought they were going, if, if, if there was any type of indication that they were going to pause for a second in reference to dropping interest rates, you can believe with measure with, with information like this and the pressure. So, you know, this Germany is, is really starting to have issues. And then we got tariffs now that's being launched on the EU countries to the tune of, I think, $7.5 billion on all types of stuff. So I got to pull that up. But yet, once again... Not only are we putting tariffs on China, but on the EU. Therefore, eh, that's, you know, greater cost of goods for us because tariffs are basically additional taxes on the consumer. So, but expect a rate cut next uh, time the FOMC meet. So that's once again, less um, uh, your ability to save and actually earn interest on your accounts. What else are we going on? I got more articles for days. Here's something. Within the next 10 years, we can definitely experience it says public pension funds abandon the 8% dream. And I thought it used to be seven, but this is a, a lengthy article here. But if you read it and thumb through it, it talks about how because of these negative interest rates and it actually points out a country in, I think it's Denmark, I think, and how that particular country there, all the financial advisors and investors and money managers, how because the environment in their own country is so negative, that there's no way of actually putting people's pension funds and savings into products for them to grow because they're all yielding negative or damn near nearly negative or well below inflation. So they have to go abroad to look for interest uh, on accounts and they're getting into more risky things. So they're looking to, they're looking to purchase private equity and private, private, this private, that stuff that comes at a much uh, higher risk factor to the holders of those uh, financial products. So once again, pension funds out here searching for yield. And as central banks continue to drop, Mexico just dropped last week. And yeah, by the end of this month, we're going to have more rate cuts from a lot of central banks around the world. So 
Once again, something if you have interest in. And then, oh man, the auto sales. I got a couple articles here for articles auto sales. So here it says, grim start to U.S. auto sales stirs alarm that collapse is here. Not collapse is near. It says collapse is here. And this was as of yesterday. And so we have Toyota, Honda, and Nissan, both year-over-year year annual actual changes. They're negative, which means they're not selling cars. People aren't buying cars. So no, no matter how many you know cash rebates and all this knocking off of the retail price, people are not out here buying new cars. So what does that mean? If they haven't, of course, Toyota, Honda, Nissan, they all have already priced in the need to make some cuts to, to become more profitable, but expect a, another announcement heading into Q4 that for the start of 2020, expect Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and then while I'm at it, let me go ahead and show you this one. GM as well. They're going to be doing some more layoffs on top of what's already underway. And so this is an article here from uh, TechCrunch about General Motors. So once again, every day, I drive past GM facilities and I see people outside picketing. And as of now, by this strike being, uh, what is it, about a week or so, they've lost a potential $266 million worth of salary, the people who are striking, in exchange for $275 a day to get out there with a picket sign. So they're missing out on their salary to get $275 a week for picketing at a time where automotive sales are declining. Therefore, GM will be forced to address the fact that 50,000 people aren't working anyway. Therefore, they're losing $1 billion thus far over last week. And to show you how bad it is, how much they're losing per day, it says GM is losing about uh, $82 million of potential profit in North America every single day. So once again, how much loss can a international corporation stand to make before they are forced to make some tough decisions. So automation, can you say automation is coming a lot sooner than people want as 49,000 United auto workers went on strike. So those 49,000 auto workers, unfortunately their intentions are well, the UAW intentions is to help the people earn more, but you're trying to earn more at a time where they're not selling cars. So yeah, not good news, but let me, um, let me back. Let me bow down, back down a little bit, because once again, I'm going a little, going a little fast there. And so, let me uh, check in with the chat, because once again, if I don't check in with you, if you don't call me, I'll rant until God knows when. So let me see what's going on here in the chat. What we got going on says silver outperformed gold today by far. Yeah, I saw metals got a pretty good bid. And uh, what else here? We got uh, it's all about bank liquidity from here on out until the dollar falls. Yep, and I got an article here that kind of points to the primary uh, too big to fail bank that was a that probably triggered the uh, initial need for banks to go to the Fed for liquidity, and it happens to be, of course, J.P. Morgan. So we got Spirit King says rethinking about high go to U.S. debt clock and compare charitable no donations with corporate tax revenue. Both top right. Tell us your take. All right, let me go take a look at that. I appreciate that. Let me uh, pull that up and see what's going on with that. I'd imagine donations are down. I would just assume that. But let me pull it up and see. It's taking a minute to load. So I'll definitely come back to that. What else is out here in the chat? 
Dow Jones is getting jittery, not looking good for economy crash. Looks imminent. Ace one. Uh, yeah, and that, that's kind of what it looks like on the surface. And so the question is, how many red days or negative days or days of bad news globally can the Federal Reserve, excuse me, how much can they withstand before they go against their own narrative of we want to just keep an eye on everything. The economy is still expanding. We see economic growth, but there'll be no need to continue rate cuts at this current moment. We'll just continue with all that, you know, that neutral Fed talk of just not pointing at the problems, but basically saying that we'll keep an eye out and we're still data dependent. Like it's a lot of data out here now. Let's see how, de how dependent upon they, that data they really are. And of course, like always, governments and central banks are always behind. They're reactive, not proactive. So um, I expect rate cuts and if things really get bad, if we have a lot of bad days in the month of October with some major dips, expect uh, some type of announcement of official need for market liquidity officially. As much as they want to hold off on QE, especially, they, I would imagine they want to give the EU a little bit of time to get a couple months under their belt of quantitative easing before they join the party. But the way things are looking, they might have to come in at the same time, creating funny money and out of nowhere and bring it into the system. So, uh, yeah, just my two cents there. But let me look at this here. And so we said uh, charitable donations. Compare charitable donations with corporate tax revenue. All right. Let me see. Corporate tax revenue is $22 billion. And charitable donations is $430 billion. Interesting. Charitable donations is a lot higher than corporate tax revenue. So let me see how they're measuring that. It says charitable donations, a gift made by an individual or an organization to a nonprofit organization, charity or private foundation. And then corporate tax rate tax that must be paid by corporate based on the amount of profit generated. So. All right. So spirit, that's uh, this is uh, some good things here. And my first thought without really knowing in depth how all this functions is that charitable donations are a lot higher than corporate taxes. So could there have been a shuffling of the deck behind the scenes to where a lot of corporate entities have joined into the nonprofit or figure out a way to shuffle funds into nonprofits or as a charity donation type of situation in a way of saving out on having to pay uh, some taxes on that revenue? So I, my first thought would be the best way to avoid having to pay taxes is to automatically donate charitable, donate some funds. And then if you can donate funds more likely to a company or corporation that you are probably on the board of, or if you're like uh, a part of the organization to where you can probably reap some of the rewards of that donation, sounds about what could be in the mix. I don't know. But my first thought would be without going, without even seeing the numbers would be that charitable data donations would be down given the fact that corporations aren't as profitable or whatnot. But to see them higher than corporate taxes, let me know that there's a shuffling of the deck there behind the scenes. So um, it, it smells funny to me. Good way to bring that to our attention as always, Spirit. What else we got going on here? It says tariffs and trade war, but then they blame a, do a strong dollar. Yeah, and that, that's, that's the irony behind it because it's one of them catch-22s where the Federal Reserve note and treasuries are reserves for governments and 
every pre, every citizen outside the U.S. run to the dollar for safety as a hedge against their own currency. So there's always going to be demand, which will then drive up um, or increase the demand for the dollar. But then also we got a president here talking about the need for a weak dollar and blaming the Fed on not implementing more monetary policy type procedures to weaken it. So you got strength coming in and the need to weaken it going out. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how that's all going to balance out because everybody can't get their way. The people outside this country can't run to the dollar for safety and it continue to strengthen, but yet that's what, what typically happens. But yet we can't have a president and a central bank that's sole position will boil down to just keeping his doors open and keeping his lights on because it's, I think Trump is doing a good job of pointing out the problems to the, to the, he's pointing, he's good. He's doing good at pointing out the original problems to the creator. And it happens to be the federal reserve. So every tweet, you know, blaming the fed, blaming the fed, blaming the fed, you know, he, he's setting up, he's leaving a trail of evidence <laughs> to, that, that he could say, Hey, I've been telling y'all forever that the federal reserve was behind the curve. The federal reserve, you know, they've been late to the party. You know, it's their fault. If, I, if they would have listened to me at first, they, we wouldn't have been in this problem type of thing. So um, he's definitely set up a good case before the American public as well as the world as to who the problem is. So um, now it's just a matter of not, well, you know, will the Federal Reserve respond uh, in a favorable, favorable way for him because he's going to keep calling them out. What else we got here? Um, I got more articles, of course. Good evening. We got Luke from Ohio. Appreciate you tuning in. Unless bonds sell off hard due to negative rates. Ah, that's going to be another problem. Like uh, there's an article. Let me see here. There's another article. Nope. I didn't pull it up, but there's an article talking about how, because of the, the, you know, all the markets and economies around us are basically in recession. Everybody is officially in a recession in, in, in different countries surrounding us to where, the flight to safety is in two treasuries, unfortunately, because they're the only thing that's paying somewhat of a yield, even though it's minimum. But yet everybody else around the world, for the most part, that's not junk status uh, is all is all questionable. So if you want any chance at somewhat safety, as my prior guest mentioned, who was it? Uh, I forgot who I had on the show, but mentioned that as of now, the, the, the safest bet would be a treasury even though it's not paying you much but it's better than getting nothing in return and and keep this in mind when i show articles about uh let me see i got another pension article here all right so here's another here's another pension article here it says pension funds uh what let me see pension funds sink billions into a whole new world of risk and so when you see stuff like this it's, it's going to become hard to hide the true status of these products that have been given to us. And so here's a list of all the things that uh, pension funds hold within them. And so let me pull this one up here so you guys can see it. So we have, uh, it says forecast real returns across developed markets look bleak. We got U.S. large caps. Negative. We got U.S. small caps. Negative. We got international large. Barely making anything. So it's not much you can do really to go out here and actually return something on your investment apart from getting into something risky here. So once again, I think, yeah, this is the article I mentioned about um, uh, in the Netherlands. It says the biggest pension fund is channeling retirement savings to a Belgian airport 
a bicycle parking lot in Ukert and all and toll roads in the U.S. and Spain. So in the Netherlands, pension funds are forced to go outside and they're, they're investing in airport parking lots and toll roads as a way of getting something, getting some return on those investments. So there's more information here about the amount of risk that investors have to go out and get involved in if they're going to be able to return something to their investors. So it's one of the things where uh, we're reaching a point where promises will not be kept. And so as you guys mentioned, as I mentioned before, this next decade will be a, a decade of broken promises. And without ranting even further, let me give you some evidence of how that might play out. And so we haven't heard nothing about the bankruptcy that was filed in Puerto Rico in 2017, but I uh, got a little information for you here. And the news does not uh, benefit those that were expecting promises. And so as of this past Friday in the country or the state of Puerto Rico, the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, rather, um, after two years, pension funds, bondholders, and investors all came to an agreement on how to resolve the issues that Puerto Rico has with its debt that was at about, I think, uh, says to, you know, it's called the plan of adjustment. That's what it's called, the process to restructure $35 billion of debt and other claims against the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, the Public Building Authority, and the Employee Retirement System, and more than $50 billion of pension liabilities. And so I can, I can spare you all the drama, but what happened at the end of the day and what was agreed upon by the, the I think it's fiduciaries of the public pension plans, they agreed to take a loss, a haircut. So every pensioner pensioner every pensioner in the region of puerto rico will be taking a loss on their payout on their monthly benefits moving forward as a part of the restructuring and so to give you an idea it says it reduces the commonwealth 35 billion of total liabilities bonds and other claims by more than 60 percent to 12 billion combined with the restructuring of cofina debt earlier this year the plan reduces the commonwealth annual debt service to under just nine percent so they were paying tax revenue was covering about 30% of current liabilities, which was at, uh, at which taking up all their free disposable cash. So 60% of all that debt is being wiped away. So all those bonds, all the, all the debt instruments that were issued that pension funds bought up here in the, in the mainland, a lot of, a lot of corporations, hedge funds, you name it, went out and purchased risky assets in the form of a bond. It was paying a high yield, Knowing that a country can't repay their current debts, how will they be able to repay those bonds in the future? Common sense tells me they can't, so there's going to be a default. But long story short, um, Puerto Rican pensioners, 60% off the debt bonds. So I mean, that those bonds that were just forgiven equates to somebody's asset or monthly benefit payout, which they will not be receiving. So expect more cash-strapped people in Puerto Rico now that they've taken a $60 billion or 60% haircut loss on their pension payout. So... This is a primary example of what happens when you have a small region with too much debt, which was all done in the name of fulfilling promises that the current politicians knew that they were not going to be able to either maintain, nevertheless pay off. And so they were forced to file for bankruptcy. And so apart from what happened in Detroit a couple years ago, this is the biggest region or commonwealth or, or 
This is the biggest bankruptcy of it, of any kind thus far, along with Detroit a couple of years ago, where the, all the promises were basically said, hey, we, we apologize. We can't meet our obligations. So what do we what, what in order? You know, you can either lose it all or you can work with us and take half. What do you prefer? And so think about every pension. There's over 80 trillion dollars globally of underfunded pensions. So imagine the amount of haircuts that will be taken in this next decade that I'm talking about. So not good news. It's, it goes well beyond October, but it's you know what's coming. Because once again, if you just look at the debt, if you just look at the debt that's beyond serviceable, there's no way of addressing debt. You cannot address debt, especially in an environment where there is no growth. There will be zero growth, organic growth, <laughs> Organic growth moving forward just because there's no liquid capital that's just sitting around waiting to be invested. So the only thing that can be done to simulate growth is to artificially induce it with quantitative easing type currency. So expect, you know, right right now the Dow dropped up to 600 points, closed a little bit under five. The Dow will rally again to 30,000 and beyond but it won't be organic growth. It won't be natural growth from savers. People actually deciding, hey, this is a great environment to be in. Let's invest more cash into these markets. Let me go out and buy more stock and more bonds. No, it's done. Only way it's going to grow now is with central banks choosing to get into the markets directly themselves and being the front runners of everything that's considered an asset. And if you have the same entity creating funny money out of nothing, pumping up assets, does that does that really count as true value in your portfolio? Think about that. Dow Jones can go to 30,000. Your portfolio statement when you get in the mail can say, oh, I'm doing good. But are you really doing good when there's no true demand for all that stuff that's being pumped up and it can only go higher because who's going to buy it if you choose to sell it? Other than the Fed, there'll be no buyers who will buy something artificial in a time where everybody automatically, you know, cash strapped. And then to, to touch on it further, from a demographic standpoint, in this next decade, especially, there will be more baby boomers entering into retirement like never before. And they're going to be looking to withdraw from their portfolios. And once again, the younger generation will not be buying it. So who's going to be? paying out those dividends to them directly will be the Federal Reserve. So what I'm anticipating in the next year or two, especially on depending on how the presidential situation goes, will be the announcement of helicopter money because it's needed. Like, you know, a year or two ago, I was like, no, we don't need it. We don't need it. But now we it's needed. And if they want to keep this thing going, and it's more so going to be needed, and it's only going to be useful for about a year or two or three before it becomes problematic. So that two or three year window gives a lot of people time to utilize those funds for something worth their while. Uh, had a call there. I apologize. Give me a shout back and I'll get you on here. All right. So once again, I'm ranting, but you know how it goes. You don't call me. You don't ask me a question in the chat. You give me freedom to rant. So let's not stop here. I got more articles for you. <clears throat> Talking about October and what's pending and what's coming. So let me get into some more stuff here. So we do got a call. So I want to take this call. 
Hello, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hello? All right, I lost you, but I see you. I, I attempt to answer the call. So give me a call back, and I'll definitely try to answer it. And once again, everything looks like it's working on my end, so we can keep it moving. All right, so let's get into something else. Here's another article. So this is an article that I remember I mentioned about wondering which bank or which banks were involved in this, this need for liquidity all of a sudden. All right, so we do have a call here. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Kenny from Indiana. Ken from Indiana? Yeah. How you doing, my friend? What's your name tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. I was listening to what you were saying, and you were talking about they're printing all, which they are. Every time, every dollar they print, you can look forward to some type of austerity measure being placed on the people here in America. Yeah. You know, because somebody's got to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, it's just going to happen. Yeah. Now, and watch this. people don't even as, see it coming. Yeah, as a part, what will, what will help sell the need for direct injection, whether it be from a fiscal standpoint of the government saying it's time to now uh, give out this, you know, freedom dividend you know we when all this all this political stuff after this political stuff works its way through until the next presidency whoever it might be if it's a democrat you definitely can expect expect a greater a check of some kind or credit or something and they're going to try to make up for that by by taxing corporations so like the facebook's the amazons they're all going after the corporations that just work the system on how to work the loopholes on not how on how to avoid paying taxes anyway so they're going to try to close up those loopholes and tax those corporations, which once again leads to more unemployment because they're going to be forced to now decide to whether or not they're going to stay here or move below the border or wherever they may move. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, it, it will not it will not be good. It's it's going to put it's going to put a stress on people here. Yeah. You know, I'm retired mm -hmm. and I retired a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and uh I'm saying every every year the taxes are going up. You know, I moved out here because, you know, at the time the taxes weren't high. Mm -hmm. But now the taxes are going up, you know. Yeah. What can I do? I can move back somewhere else where I can pay more taxes. But I'm, I like natural law a little bit more. And I'm kind of in a rural area, and I'm not bothered. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it it's just gonna be it's gonna be quite interesting to watch because yeah. it's not looking good at all. Right, it, I, I do agree. So it's it one of the things. Different. It's one of the things where you, you know you can see and feel things changing. It's a matter of you know adjusting the change as best you can, creating a little bit of wiggle room with some you know, probably cutting here, cutting there, and trying to grow this and or add this and create more cash flow here. And you know it's, it's required people to be more proactive with their you know investing slash day to day expenditures and everything else. So um, yeah, it, it's 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 going to force us all to become financial experts for our own personal good <laughs> in some way or another. So through trial and error, of course. Yeah, I've had to take I've taken all. 
well, not all of it, but 80% of my cash, I've taken it out and converted it into, you know, metals and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Whereas, if, you know, and then I use the bank just for, you know, banking the flow of uh, commerce. Yeah. You know, but other than that, I really don't find, <laughs> I don't cotton to the bank much. <laughs> Never have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're always coming up with another scheme to get you. Yeah. You know, I walk in there and, and you, you look on, they're, they're loaning money a little bit cheaper over here, but it's twice as high over there. Mm -hmm. And I don't borrow. I, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I look at this stuff. And I'm just like, and I always ask the teller. I said, "Well, could I have two hundred dollars in uh, fiat currency?" And her head almost explodes. She's like, "What's because, that?" <laughs> you know, then she's not educated. She she has no idea. Yeah, she, <laughs> you I mean, know? She, yeah she's and just she's just doing her job. She's just, just at work. <laughs> yeah, I understand, that, but it's sad, you know, yeah. that you're. Dealing with the money in the public every day, and you don't actually know what money what is you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, hey man, so, I, I appreciate you that, calling, and and keep doing what you do. And of course, as, as you go along, you always get a chance to learn new things and try new things, and and just pray for the best. That's all we can do, really. Yep. You take care of yourself. All right, my friend. I appreciate the call. Appreciate you. Thank you much. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah, man. Good call as always. Appreciate you calling in and sharing those thoughts there. So yeah, that, along the way with you know the change that's underway requires us all to become more educated on what to do for ourselves and how it relates to the bigger picture. So yeah, we all gonna have a chance to, to go back to school with real life application of the things that we didn't learn in school. So we're we're all learning on the fly now. So I expect it. And, um, you know, beyond, you know, skills and finding ways to protect and preserve yourself. Yeah, we are doing that, man. So I got to do more of that myself amongst everything else. So, but yeah, good stuff. Appreciate you calling in. So let me get back to this article here and then going to get ready to dial back pretty soon. So we do have another call. So let me get to this. Ooh, I lost a call. Give me a call back and I'll get you on here. But it says, here's the mega bank behind September's repo shock. And are you surprised that it's J.P. Morgan? And so it gives a little information as to why, what, and how. But at the end of the day, J.P. Morgan is probably, the, it's it's the leading, leading ringleader behind this fractional reserve banking model and this just a central banking concept in general. Because J.P. Morgan, you know, the, the J.P. Morgan himself was behind this creation of this federal reserve bank and so there's no doubt that his bank is going to going to be caught up in every single thing that uh has to do with the activity between a central bank and commercial banks but hello caller what's your name where are you calling from it's boots on the ground boots on the ground how you doing my friend i'm hanging out man hanging up appreciate you what's on your mind i just want to hand out a few encouraging words for the uh the callers uh, for the people who's out in the site and they're checking this out yeah. Shout out to all of them. But uh, this right here is the third third quarter. Had third quarter report, and uh, in the fourth quarter, this is the time where you just go ahead and you can yourself for the long. And this is where you can actually make a little sum up the next year and just play it long. Mm -hmm. Hold on. What I've been 
what I I've done a little research. And I yeah. noticed that uh, all the poor all the poor people stock that went up. Say it one more time. Except for all the poor people stock that went up. Poor people stocks went up. You say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Walmart went up to 116. Uh, Dollar General's up pretty high. Yeah. Auto Zone <laughs> sky high. <laughs> you yeah. Know, so that's that's that answer the question where all this money was shifted to that all the frontliners, the ones that the prestigious stocks, they hadn't been performing too well. Yeah. And the reason why they hadn't performed too well because they've been propping those up, they hadn't been able to take profits out. And I'm like, where's all this money coming from? So I did some stock research, and I'm like, well, there's the money. They're making the money off the poor people. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, way to keep your eyes on things out there. Also, keep an eye on them FANG stocks because the FANG stocks seem to be the leading indicator that the mainstream media uses to determine the health of, you know, the tech sector especially. But yet, you got the Amazons and the Googles and Netflix, all those people, all those entertainment, you know, corporations for the most part. You know, they are the big players in this current economy. So wherever they go, it seems like the world goes because the, the consumer is dependent upon entertainment utilizing those services. So, yeah, if people aren't spending money and with net, I think Netflix subscriber is, is count is down uh, last couple of months or something like that. So Netflix is not looking good right now. I'm like, if all you do is you know entertain with movies, then like what good are you really to humanity in general? But so yeah, be be on the lookout for yeah. those as well. Well, here's the other thing too, just a little a little nugget for the community. Mm -hmm. Right now, if you don't have a Robinhood account. I mean, I know we're. This is rethinking the dollar, mm -hmm. but you also have to keep your eyes on the disc. You know, still got to play your long game. Mm -hmm. And yeah. one of the things that I was turned on to with the, with the kids that's out in the job where I'm at, you know, the apprentices, is man, they've been making a little come up off of Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. And what they, what these kids, and, and they're generally like the young kids, like 18 up to 24, mm -hmm. and basically what they've done. Cause they all just went ahead and just got them a little Robin Hood uh, account. And mm -hmm. They they draw it out so much, you know, a week, and they it made a nice little pin. Yeah. And they made a nice little pin around this time of the year, around that third and fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So for it, for, for I mean, that's definitely a good way of taking advantage of the fluctuations in the market and and, and getting some gains. And so the more and more traders and investors I hear. Talk about getting in and then getting out, taking some profits, getting in something physical. Getting in, getting some profits, getting out, getting something physical. So, and so the idea of buying and holding, like you know, used to be decades ago, is all changed now because of monetary policy. And so, I'm not sure what stocks you really might want to buy and hold, even though people throw out the Disney's, the Coca-Cola stuff like that. Where I'm like, you know, they're gonna be around, but you know. No, yeah. no, that's that's the cool thing about it. When I sit up there and I did that analysis, mm -hmm. you know, for myself, and this is not financial advice. I'm yeah. just figuring out where this money went, and I noticed that everything that the poor people in are sky high, and then all your front runners that you headliners that you hear about all the time, mm -hmm. they had bargain price. Yeah. Now, for me, I'm like, hey, that might be something I might want to throw a little throw a little change in there, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so, Oh, it's just it's just a, it's just a gamble, it's a roulette. 
Yeah. You know, on the, on the main note, I'm still I'm still getting my weight up, my gold and silver. Yeah. I use that as my savings, and I was getting my money. And yeah. that's that's the only the only real advice I could say is that you know, as actual advice, you know, for people doing their getting their weight up. Yeah. Is that don't try to go in all don't try to go all in hard and heavy and everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, pace yourself. Yeah. Pace yourself. Work it into your budget. And make it like a sustainable. Yeah. And play the long game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, thank you for the call, my friend. Appreciate you for that insight there. All right. All right. Be good. You too. Yeah, man. Good stuff as always. Appreciate that call. I want to acknowledge the super chat real quick, and then I'm going to get ready to dial back. So I got a couple more articles, but it's one of the things where it's just more unpleasant news uh, for this month and what's ahead. So, you know, there's nothing that you guys aren't aware of. Thought I would just shine a little light on it and let you know my two cents. But we got Ada Ugersoy. Uh, appreciate that love, that love donation to the channel. It says, be your own bank, silver, gold, and Bitcoin. Good stuff there. Uh, what else we got here? Holling. We got carrot bars. Definitely. I'm on that. Can't wait till the uh, K1 Impulse phone come out so I can actually validate it as being real and legit. So I can definitely make sure to let more people know about it. But it's one of the things where until I got it in hand, I'm going to hold on and on uh, out there having people get into it just yet. I like to try it. If it don't work, then I'll definitely let you know it won't work. But what else? That being the case, um, about get ready to dial back. appreciate everybody hanging out with me tonight. Um, as always, if you found anything informative, I gave you guys a lot of articles to look at for yourself to really give you an idea of what the real pulse of the economy is like. And it's not looking favorable at this moment. So the only thing that can occur that would be good news is if the Fed does some little intervention and then we could see some green again. But until they intervene, don't expect much green apart from the green that you create and utilize for yourself. So with that being the case, be blessed, be safe. And as always, if you guys enjoy the thumb, the chat, don't be afraid to give us a thumbs up. My hands look a little ashy. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, whatever floats your boat. Anyway, go. I appreciate the energy. Anyway, be blessed, be safe. Peace.